Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I am joined by a standout superstar, the standout, Taylor Rising. How are you today? I'm really good, thanks. How are you? I'm excited to be chatting with you today. You know, we've got a lot to catch up on since the last time I talked to you. But first, we needed to get down to some business, Taylor, or as you would call it, this new era of your career, which began at NWA 75. Fast forward two months, you now have a shot at the NWA Women's Tag Team Championships as you team with Natalia Markova to challenge Pretty Empowered for the titles at NWA Samhain on October 28th. It's kind of a full circle moment for you because Natalia was, a, I think, a pretty integral reason why you're now working with NWA. So tell us more about that aspect and kind of your relationship with Natalia. Um, yeah, so I wrestled Natalia a little while ago at a show called Clash in uh, Michigan. And we had a really good match. It was fun. Uh, we clicked and she's just like... If, like, you can, we're going to try to get you over. And, like, I eventually, I guess it worked out. So she, I'm pretty sure, like, she, I'm very grateful that she helped with the foot in the door. And then, um, I guess while I was there, I proved myself. They liked me. And I got to stay. And then it's, like you said, full circle. It's really cool that I get to tag with the girl that I clicked with first. Um, and now we get to see if we can win the tag belts. <laughs> I know you defeated, Um, you know, you have these shots lined up now against the pretty empowered. They've had a, they've had a pretty good run so far. They do have a couple extra numbers on their side, but what would it mean for you to win these NWA women's tag team championships? Um, well, I guess coming here right off the bat, I I don't know. It would be like, I guess, a really big start. Like I've only been here for like a second. Um, but I think it um I think I would hold myself higher on needing to prove myself even more as to why I deserve to have this. Um and I'm just really excited about opportunities that are possible to come with it. Yeah, you know, like you said, you are you've been here for about two months now. It's crazy, you know. You've already gotten some opera, some really cool opportunities. You're getting a title match. You are not the only woman on this card. We also have Ruthie J challenging Kenzie Page for the NWA Women's Championship. I know you're still fairly new to the NWA, but what do you think of this matchup and Kenzie's run as champion so far? You were there the night that she got crowned as champion. So, what is your assessment of her reign so far? um well if Kenzie first of all like the match was awesome definitely deserved it I watched I was there watching it and as I was watching her girls watch the match too and they were so hyped for her um but then when it comes to Ruthie Ruthie's actually the I think the second girl that I clicked with there yeah. we were roomies um so I'm I'm gonna root for my girl Ruthie and I really hope she kicks ass and that she conquers <laughs> Yeah, you know, I feel like coming into this division, you know, Camille was leading it for a long time. You know, you got there basically the day be- the the day before Camille was dethroned. You know, how is going into that this division that Camille has led for two years now, and now it's under Kenzie Page? I feel like maybe there's a little bit of pressure going into it because you know it's just been a really dominant division. I feel so. What do you feel about the NWA Women's Division as a whole right now? Um, how do I feel about the NWA's vision? I think all the women are very strong competitors. Like you said, uh, Camille had the belt for a very long time. She's a very dominant uh, woman in the division. And then with Kenzie being able to beat her also shows her dominance, her uh, winning, defending her belt, proving it. Um, 
I think it sets it high because now obviously that's what every that's what the point is that's what we're all going for um but I feel like I need to make my way up and maybe prove myself with Camille first I don't know if that's setting it too high but gotta make your way up to the champion um yeah I would love to wrestle both of them and see what happens <laughs> I mean wrestling if you can defeat Camille that itself would be huge there's really only been one woman who's really been able to do that, that being the current champion. So, I mean, that would be a huge feat for you, you know, but right now you're focused on the tag team titles for right now. And now it's interesting because the timing of this pay-per-view is also right before Halloween. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about spooky season with you. So, I mean, I don't, I, I, for me, I love spooky season. Are you really into the Halloween season or how would you assess your interests in spooky season? I definitely love it. I'm not like, I know there's some people who like are a zero to a hundred, go all out. I'm definitely not like that. Not opposed to dressing up. I love it. Um, Love the movies, love the idea of dressing up. Um, Maybe we'll be dressing up uh, at the next pay-per-view. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Um, No, I love it. I love the whole vibe to it. If I was young enough to go trick-or-treating, I probably would, but I'm old enough to buy my own candy, but it's just not the same (laughs) What is what is your go-to candies of choice? That is I know you're a very physical physically fit person, but you know, if you're if you're craving something, what is your go-to, Taylor? I definitely am. I love candy. I love junk food. Like I probably still have one junk food thing a day. I'm still as active as you are, I'm still a human being. I need to do the crave. Oh my god. If I'm gonna can I do like one chocolate, one oh, candy? Yeah. I can. Yeah. Okay, so for candy, I'm gonna have two. I lied because I can't okay. pick. We got. I love Swedish berries and I love uh, fuzzy peaches. Those are so good. If you okay. guys, you guys have those there, right? So I think the fuzzy <laughs> peaches is probably similar to our peach rings. What was the first one? I honestly don't believe. What was the first one you said? A Swedish berry. I, I don't think we have that here. I'm going to look really? this up real quick. No, I don't it's think It's like Maynard's, I feel like. Those are the best ones. They must have it there. <laughs> oh, no, we don't. We don't have these. Really? Wild. Okay, well, if I see you ever, I'm if I ever go to your way, I'm bringing yeah. you some. So good. But yeah, similar to peach rings, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, chocolate. Okay um another one you guys don't have i love coffee crisp mm-hmm. like coffee flavored chocolate i don't know if you're into that um oh my god and the dairy milk eggs those are so those are good too the cadbury ones cadbury ones. oh those are yeah. so good those are so good. I I'm such a, a I have a, such a sweet tooth as well. So like I love I eat candy regardless, but it's always nice to have an excuse to eat more candy around Halloween season. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because like it's an it is the season. Exactly, and you know, you said that you you like. Are you a fan of horror movies? You said you kind of are into the Halloween movies. Are you a kind of okay? I do. I love a good horror movie. Like. If I'm watching one and you can like kind of guess what's happening next, it's just like a ah, because nowadays every movie is a little cheesy, but the old and even the old school ones, but I appreciate it for their time. But when there's like a new scary movie that comes out that's like actually good, I'm all for it. Okay. I think The Exorcist just came out and everyone's, I've heard lots of good things about it. So I want to see that one. 
What are some of your uh, favorite or go-to spooky, mystery, scary movies around this time of year? Um, I like Insidious. Uh, like the, probably like the first two. I feel like eventually it gets a little cheesy, but that's okay. Um, I like The Conjuring. I feel like that was one of the first ones that actually freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Maybe just with like with like poppy moments. I'm not sure. Um, and I mean, don't hate me for saying this. I've never really seen much of the original Halloween movies, but I like the remake ones. <laughs> I should take the time to watch the whole series with Jamie Lee Curtis. How about you? What's your favorite ones? Oh my gosh, there's a lot. I mean, Halloween Town's <laughs> always a classic. Um, oh my gosh. I know. I mean, that's always a classic. That's not really like scary though, per se. No. I've seen the original Exorcist and I've seen um, Night of the Living Dead. Like that's an older movie. Okay. I think it was like yeah. 60s or 70s. I was also too young to be watching it, but I feel like that's <laughs> another one. Um, more yeah. recently though, I, I mean, it's kind of cheesy, but I like happy death day and happy death day too. I just like, I like of, it too. The spin on that. She's just waking up every day and like getting like, you know, he's like slaughtered. Yeah, I know. It's funny. It's kind of a mix of comedy and horror. That's kind of a, yes. a recent one. Um, I don't know if you would call it horror, but it kind of is, but like the Megan movie that just came out this year was also so good. I'll I don't know if you've seen it. it. It's so good. No. I don't know if it's still on Peacock, Um, but after it got released, it was on Peacock for a while. So I'm glad we're kind of on the same wavelength. I like the the scarier movies, you know? I'm just all year round. I'm kind of like a... I like thrillers too as well. It's one of my like favorite genres, you know? Yeah, um, Especially psychological thrillers. But even with uh, with spooky season around, it's just more incentive to watch it, you know? Yeah, I so, agree. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you mentioned, you know, you're you're grown up now, but when you were younger, do you have a memorable or favorite Halloween costume from the past? Mm-hmm. I mean, in the past, I was your classic witch. I think one year I went as like a zombie cheerleader. Um, I don't know. Halloween costumes, no, but... I do remember this one time. It was a dressing up that I always remember. Not Halloween though, but I was when I was younger. I danced uh, before I got kicked out. I got kicked out of ballet when I was four. Side note: How the, are you? Uh, okay, we'll get to that story in a minute. Go on. <laughs> um. Yeah. So for we were, I was like four, I guess, and we had to dress up as little bumblebees. We looked mm-hmm. so cute. I'll never forget it. Mind you, our dance was literally flying out putting our butts to the crowd, sitting down, getting up and flying out. But for some reason, like I just distinctly remember never taking that off. <laughs> but as a, as a kid, I, I don't I don't remember to be honest, <laughs> but I remember what, that one. What the heck did you do to get kicked out of ballet class at four years old, Taylor? <laughs> okay, so I don't know what four-year-old gets a letter. I had one with my name written on it. Hand, like, I don't, anyway, I guess that was too disruptive and like, not light on my feet stomping and I had selective hearing I guess Mm -hmm. and they're just like Taylor's too disruptive for our class and she's no longer welcome like the teacher just couldn't handle me I guess she just kind of dismissed me you wild child (laughs) I think that's so funny (laughs) yeah I mean did you do dance like any other dances after that I know you did other sports and I think cheerleading growing up 
Um, yeah, uh, I did like uh, hip hop a little, but okay. Uh, never. I think it, it didn't really last that long. No ballet. More of a karate or soccer or cheerleading yeah, yeah. kind of thing, yeah. which no, still has no, some no. dance, but more yeah. athletic stuff. <laughs> no, no ballet for Taylor Rising. She'll get kicked yes. out. That's definitely hilarious. not. <laughs> <It's too aggressive. laughs> yeah. Now, kind of tying, you know, spooky season with wrestling. I know you're teaming with Natalia coming up, but theoretically, if you could have any fictional or mythological creature be your tag team partner for an evening, what would you choose and why? so mythical um i'm gonna say i feel like if i thought about this longer i might be able to come up with a cooler creature answer but i've played a lot of street fighter and i feel like if i could have chun Li be my be my girl and with her freaking high kicks pow 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 people in the face we would just rock it out <laughs> i love i always pick her she's my girl i always win pretty sure because of her you know i think that would be a guaranteed win i'm not saying you know she can i know natalia's for your partner but like she could guarantee you some gold for sure you know in the future natalia's got her high kick in the corner she does she does i can deal with that i can do that (laughs) you know or just make it a a trios team you know i'm here for it you can do that too i can do that too (laughs) now outside of nwa you've also had some opportunities to wrestle for AEW and impact with impact specifically you had the opportunity to wrestle another Canadian, Jody Threat. This was not your first time working with her, but how was that experience working her in the setting of Impact, which also marked her and your Impact debut? Um, it was really cool. It was uh her debut as like assigned wrestler to Impact, so I was really honored that I was the one to share the ring with her at that moment uh, as another Canadian, also as my first time in the ring as Impact. Uh, at impact um yeah overall cool experience everyone there was awesome jody's awesome all congratulations to her for uh rocking on at impact um yeah overall it was just really good i I enjoyed being there uh each time that i got to go yeah you know you were backstage every time with a a locker room full of veterans and legends you know taylor wilde was also there were you able to pick anyone's brain for advice or feedback on any of your performances um i would always ask my opponent like what uh, i could have done better for them as well and if there was um like a, a match coordinator like they're helping out i would of course ask them their feedback um, and anyone who came up to me that I didn't, I always feel bad going out of my way unless I ask someone, hey, do you mind like watching my match for this? But if someone came up to me and like said something, I would for sure ask them, be like, what was your thought or whatever? Um, and as much as you like hearing, oh, good job. I always love hearing some sort of critique. Like you want to learn from something and have a uh, growth from every match that you do. Yeah. And I, for these instances, you took on the name Tara rising since there was another Taylor, Taylor Wilde, you are, you are very familiar with, you've worked with her and you've trained alongside her. Can you share some of the things that you've learned from Taylor through working with her or training with her? Yeah. Taylor's a cute girl. She's awesome. Uh, very grateful that I got to have two matches with her at super kicks. Um, I think anytime that I trained with her, she always wanted to focus on like, uh, I never want to separate female to male as like I like to look everyone as wrestlers but yeah. she likes to focus like when you're wrestling girls specifically these are other things that you could do as opposed to like a boy like make this would make make it more effective usually girls have longer hair 
or they're built, they're not as big, their builds are different. So she always helps like, this is what you can do in this situation while wrestling another female. And I really appreciate that she always took the time uh, to do that. Yeah, she she's awesome. I've only had good experiences with her as well. Yeah. And, you know, she she's right up there, right around Toronto for you. So kind of in your neck of the woods. But the last time we talked, you mentioned that you wanted to wrestle in the States more. And you've certainly been making your rounds here in the States. Niagara Falls, Chicago, St. Louis, Nashville, and so many more. Tell us about some of your memorable experiences here in the States so far. My memorable experiences. Um, I think just in general, the car rides, bonding with people, getting the opportunity to meet new people, make new friendships. Just overall, I don't, I can't really at this very moment think of like a specific moment, but overall, I just love the experience because there's wrestling, yes, but I also feel like the trips with people. And like I said, the bonding is like also part of it. You're there to also live your life and enjoy everything. So just meeting the people and the people who are with me on the travel is just always the best experience in general. Now, I'm curious too, you know, we kind of got a little uh, sneak preview of it before because we were talking about there's some differences in like our food and our snacks between Canada and the States. Yeah. Was there <laughs> any element that was like different or new for you here in the States that you can recall? Um, at Sonic, because we don't have a Sonic here, instead of like a drive through where you go around, we have the window, yeah. you like, there's individual menus that you drive yeah. up to the slot. And then you wait there and then they bring it to you. I'm just, I don't know. I thought that was so weird. Um, your guys gas stations are like department stores. You yes, have a lot of them clothes, are. you have food. I don't even it's like a mini Costco or like Walmart mm-hmm. <laughs> um what else is there and you guys have different stuff at McDonald's I think you have chicken strips at McDonald's um that's all I can think of right now there's definitely so many more like you guys have so many different snacks as well that I can't think of but you do <laughs> what are snacks that you can think of that you have that we don't have um so the only thing I can think of, I know it's called something else, but your our Smarties are different than your Smarties. I've, I, yeah, Rockets. Because that because I have a friend, another friend who lives in Toronto, and she's like, what are you talking about? So that's the only thing I can think of. I have not been to Canada in so long. I, I mean, yeah. I also know you guys have like, you know, bagged milk and stuff. We don't have that. Oh, but that's just yeah. a thing that we don't have that, you know? So that's just always like, very interesting to me because I'd be like worried I would like burst the bag or like poke a puncture a hole in it for some reason no it comes like so in one bag has three bags and then you take the bag okay yeah plastic container with the handle yeah so I I mean that's the those are the only aspects um I finally can go into Canada because I finally got an enhanced ID so starting next month I can go back into Canada so I will give you an updated answer once I go back into Canada yeah because Niagara Falls is right there I know it's just been I've just been so lazy about getting an enhanced or a passport you know so it's been a long time but I finally got it I finally got my stuff together Taylor so I will give you an updated answer once I go back into Canada sounds good sounds good now you can like take a vacation somewhere I know that that is true that is true you know (laughs) 
part of your journey too is also further crafting your character you know your identity and your presentation in the ring you your moniker is the standout but you know can you talk about more about the process of developing yourself in that aspect and who taylor is as a character in professional wrestling yeah i think that's uh that's one thing that i have been focusing on but like also need to continue to focus on because i don't have like yes my taylor rising but i don't have like a gimmick where it's like i'm a professor or i'm have a character of like an animal or whatever like i'm me so i think just when i say the standout i think i just i like being a standout i like being noticed or doing things that they maybe not I uh, think that's happening maybe not necessarily the underdog but someone that's definitely noticed and uh to not be underseen I think is what I really like to focus on I think I've been doing an okay job at it um but yeah that, that question has been asked like I ask myself all the time my trainer asked me that and it's always just like I don't want to say I don't know who Taylor Rising is because it's not true at all mm-hmm. but it's like I think I'm still finding my way yeah, you're you're about four and a half years, and now, granted, a lot of that was, you know, pandemic, so a lot of that you were away for a while, you know, so you're still in those development stages of that. But you know, what are some ways then? Do you think that you make yourself stand out? Um, I think, uh, I think every maybe not so much now, but I know when it was especially my first start. I think every match I wore different gear. So it's always like, what's she wearing next? What she's gonna? I love that. I love when, especially like every pay per view when a wrestler comes out in brand new gear. I just, I don't know. I always love it. You, you like to look good. Um, I think being like small and having still strong strikes, powerful moves. Um, yeah, and just just holding my ground, be mini but mighty. And they're always like, oh, can she can do that? She can look yeah. that. <laughs> You can, you know, and it's still, you know, it's still a work in progress as with anything, even seasoned veterans, you know, are always revamping themselves or, you know, finding new ways to do different things. And, you know, we talked a little bit last time about your ring gear as it pertained to a specific pieces, but what would you say are your general sources of inspiration when crafting or envisioning your ring gear designs? What does that process look like for you? Um, Pinterest, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I have a board of like, when you're like in the algorithm of looking at things, similar stuff comes up. So I'll be looking at like people's drawings of cartoon characters or people's drawings of medieval times or something. And usually that people just have funky ideas when it comes to bottoms or um, so just looking at that and like maybe putting a couple things together Um but when it comes to like actual um, like colors and styles, I always like to see like what the design, what the gear maker has. And like, then I just kind of like try to visualize the best I can and put it all together. Um, I just like having fun with it. And I don't, yeah. I like having, even though it might be similar, like shape or style, I like doing something different every time I get yeah. new gear. Yeah, it's like the structure is very kind of uniform, but you, you're you not afraid of color. You pretty much got a whole spectrum of color on there, which which I like. You know, you said keep things fresh, you know. What is she going to wear I next? Know. You know, keep people <laughs> on their toes, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I just I enjoy, I enjoy that part. Like, I just got new boots. 
better Ooh. right there and I show you, but we're going to wait. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's fun getting new gear that I now can like match with different color boots than what I have before. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. We look forward to them whenever, <laughs> would, would you maybe be um, popping them out for the Samhain pay-per-view coming up? Mm. I might wait. I might bring it out like in the new year. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. So a New Year's surprise from Taylor Rising. You'll have to keep an eye on that, you know, keep the people on their toes. Now, Taylor, I got two more questions for you. You know, part of this journey is also growth. And I feel like you can't have growth without some adversity, I think. So what would you say are some of the biggest challenges besides the pandemic that you have faced so far in your career? And how did you cope with them or approach them? One of my biggest challenges, I guess I would say one of them would be just my, my life and my time shifting. Um, like you said, I've, I've only been wrestling for four years. I'm still very new. So from my life, how it was before with wrestling becoming more of a dominant thing, um, just switching everything around, uh, not making it work but things just falling into place um like it's meant to be but just my life shifting from one thing to another this being the more um wrestling being the more my norm or day-to-day -day. like I want it to be a job one day so it's nice that that's being the transition of it um and I guess just uh people in life in general when situations happen you realize people who are actually there for you and people who actually care for you um and just the whole shift of of life life in general like you never know um you never really know who's there for you like I said until situations do happen and then you have to just make everything make everything work and I'm getting lost in my words because like I'm thinking about situations now that might yeah. like happen or whatever but yeah I don't know just making things, making everything work, I guess, with whatever's thrown at me, whatever situation it is. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of a, a trial and error. You kind of go with the flow and you learn from experience, you know, um, yeah. through through development and that I feel like not only kind of like mold you as like a, obviously a character, but also like kind of a person as well, because there's mm -hmm. a lot more layers to it, you know, physical, mental, yeah. emotional, all of that, you know. Kind of closing things out, you know, throughout the, you know, you call yourself the standout throughout mm -hmm. this last four and a half years of your career. Is there a particular match or moment that stands out to you that you feel really proud of and why? I think my, well, not I think my favorite match that will stand out to me uh, will be when I won the 420 belt at Superkick, yeah. which is my home. Um, I won the belt off the first person who had that belt, which was also my trainer. So it was just cool being having that moment with him, passing it off. I'm sure it'll come back to me and I'll get smoked in the face or something because he was off with injury right now. But um, yeah, I think just having that moment because when I got my like green light, it was with him and then getting the, the belt passed me with him overall, just like a, a humbling experience of like, Good, like you deserve this moment from the person who taught me everything I know yeah it's kind of a full again a full circle thing you know going mm -hmm. in there well Taylor before we let you go can you please share where the listeners can find you online 
Yes, uh, you can find me on Instagram as official Taylor Rising or on Twitter uh, underscore Taylor Rising. And I have Facebook, but I don't. I use it, but I don't use it. So you can try yeah. on there if you want. I guess that, I guess that. And don't forget to tune in to NWA Samhain pay-per-view on Saturday, October 28th, where Taylor yeah. Rising and Natalia Markova will challenge the Pretty Empowered for the NWA Women's Tag Team Championships. Taylor, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. It was really nice talking to you again, and hopefully we get to do it again soon. I'll have to keep you updated too on my Canada adventures. I promise. Please, please do, because I'll bring you some Canadian snacks. Bring me some American snacks. I'm down for it. We'll I'm here for it. Taylor, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you.